Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Humphrey along with my co-host Dr. Christy Stewart coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And today, Christy, we're going to talk about you know, some things that I think have been brewing for a long time. You actually have been working on this show and due to recent events, you really kind of wanted to get this out of it. Yeah, this has been a tough week. As we're sitting here recording it, we is the week of the three mass shootings. Uh, we have several countries that have travel bans. They're, they're citizens that say, right, don't go so to the USA because they can't protect you. It's not a safe place. You know, I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So that really bothers me that people are saying you can't come to this country, especially since so many people, places that I travel, they're like, aren't you afraid to go there? Aren't you afraid to go to Ecuador? Aren't you right, afraid to yeah. go to Peru? Aren't you afraid mm-hmm. to go to some of these places? And, you know, no is my answer. But that fear that is instilled in people that don't want to travel internationally, especially if you're one of those people listening, just imagine that countries are telling their people, do not come here for that reason a... because our police can't protect you. So Right, that's kind of a mind teaser right there, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It just struck me and I thought, you know... In the political state that we're in, right? mm-hmm. nothing lasts forever. So just breathe through this. Change happens. We just need to get through this moment in history. So that's where the show came from. And so I thought, well, what does last forever? So you wanted so to talk go. about some of the things that last yeah. forever. <laughs> there we go. Or, you know what, we titled it Nothing Small Lasts Forever. We did. There's a difference between big things and little things. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about on the big things and the little things That was kind of when I was doing the research, I found that it really did make a difference on how you classify or how you perceive or the perception of big versus small. And so what I'm talking about on the big things that do last forever, they just kind of transform. Love being one of them, right? It changes, it grows, having a connection with your friend, right? Those relationships change over time. It was interesting. I had a conversation with someone the other day on this topic Mm -hmm. that we talked about. We were talking about personal relationships you know she she has kids and she said you know it's acceptable and it's you think about you know when your children are babies right you have to hold them you have to feed them you have to burp them you have to take care of them we know that those relationships change then they start walking then they start running then they start doing things and they become teenagers and then they move out and then when they're 30 you know when you fed them they were baby then they pay for your dinner Exactly, yeah. We we understand those relationships with our children evolve. Mm -hmm. And we want that to happen. We want them to become independent and to become productive, happy adults. But then when we're talking about personal relationships, we don't want anything to change, right? We want everything to stay the way that it was (laughs) in that happy, blissful first part of your relationship. And we don't look at, you know, you've been married 21 years, so Mm -hmm. obviously you're far of a master on this than I am, that... Those change, and you have to embrace those changes the same way that you do your kids, if you will, in this example. But we don't do that. Oh, no. And you will fight tooth and nail to keep it the same, knowing that you can't stop the change from happening. You know, I, that, that is so true when you're talking about your personal relationships. Well, it's funny because I remember one of the shows that we did, we, we were talking about personal relationships, and you said, because I said, you know, you've been married for a very long time, so obviously you're doing something right. And you said, well, the biggest uh, realization was that love and happiness and a happy marriage is not two people running towards each other on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a big thing because, yeah, that's a moment. Mm -hmm. That's not your life. That's not reality. Yeah. And I do think that you're absolutely right. You have to have and grow and nurture those relationships when they're small 
children or relationships of a personal nature, when people stop doing that, when they want to hold on to that, then that's when I think problems start occurring. You know, right. it, it just does because you're not, I guess, a palm tree and blowing in the mm-hmm. wind. You're not exactly. bendable, I guess. But it, li- it does last forever. Love itself. Love lasts yes. forever. But when we're talking about the big things, love lasts forever, but it still has to change. It does. It has to It has to evolve. And the next example on the big things that I came up with was nature. Right. It adapts. It changes. Trees die, but new growth comes. That's true. We see this in disasters, right? Happens war zones, earthquakes, volcano eruptions. So I was in Bosnia a few years ago. It's incredible because nothing is alive. Nothing. Really? There's like tumbleweeds maybe from here and there, but and rocks and dirt. There's no grass. There's nothing because it's a huge war zone. Mm-hmm. And they literally just destroyed everything in its path. And I remember B, I was on a public bus. Um, note to anyone listening, don't go to Bosnia on a public, public bus. <laughs> but I was, nonetheless. I was consciously thinking the promise of this is this will be different 10 years from now, 20 mm-hmm. years from now, 50 years from now. This will it will come back. That gave me some kind of comfort because it was just completely, it was very depressing and it was just really terrible. And I was in uh, Grand Canyon many years ago after the fires went through mm-hmm. and all those palm trees on your way to Grand Canyon, it was just burnt. Well, we were there a couple years ago mm-hmm. and it's all grown back. You know, small growth, but it's all grown back. It's now trees. I don't know that you guys would have even known the difference. We didn't. I if you were looking at it. But that entire area going to the Grand Canyon was just burnt. So nature has a way of evolving naturally, if we could learn from that. And it lasts forever. It does. Yeah, you're right. It does have a way of rejuvenating itself, doesn't it? And we're talking about any kind of nature. The nature of, like you said, Bosnia That was a war zone, and I do not know what Bosnia looks like now. But, you know, maybe the cities are rebuilt. Maybe the people have beautiful structures again. You know, I don't know that to be... And if they don't, they will. But they will, yeah. You know, I'm sure that some areas they do, but that's the promise, I think. And I don't know if you want to call about that's the promise from God or that's the promise of just nature in general. But it will recover, which gets into the things that don't last forever. Our bodies being... Probably the biggest one of that, that, right. you know, if, if you believe that your spirit or your soul moves on, so that is everlasting, it doesn't die, but the body does. You know, it grows to a certain point, and then you hit middle age, and then it starts moving backwards. That's right. And moving and, outwards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's funny. But yeah, literally and figuratively, both of those things, right, that it does, it does die off. Our bodies change. We gain and lose that same 10 pounds our entire life. Well, I'm going to say as we age, and I've noticed this even as I'm getting into my 40s, we slow down. You know, what was, I could just take it gung-ho. I'm just like, "Mm, you know, let me slow that down a little bit. So, yeah. And some of that's wisdom. Some of it. As well as physical limitations. (laughs) But exactly. And what I would do at 20, I would never do today because I break something now. (laughs) I don't want to. I might fall. (laughs) There's a deductible, my health insurance for that. No, I'm not doing it. When you just get, you broke your leg and you go, I'll just shake it off. You know, now you can't do that no more. (laughs) And we know that time is another thing. Time is limited. Mm -hmm. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, but time itself is limited. It's refillable because every day has another 24 hours, but that 24 hours, you can't stretch it. No. So there are things that are limited, like those things, our bodies, and that, that don't necessarily last forever. When that yesterday's 24 hours are gone, 
they're gone. You can't get them back. Again, literally and figuratively, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about these to- this topic today. One out of the frustration out of all the really bad things that are happening in the world or in our country, you know, I guess we used to say the world, but now it's right here at home to not focus on those bad things, but to focus on nothing lasts forever. Right. So this this too too shall pass. There are so many things that we can look at of this. People come and go. We change jobs. You know, we lose our pets. We meet new people. We lose friends. We gain friends. We have new challenges. We hope right to, Mm -hmm. to propel us forward. We have wonderful new experiences every day. In that same 24 hours. In that same 24 hours. So to focus on those things is far more productive. And as we say all the time, it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Right? To not get caught up in the one disaster as opposed to the thousand wonderful things that are happening in your life right now. And speaking of the same 24 hours, so what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it is about enjoying life in that 24 hours it's about gaining knowledge of whatever i know we talk about like you brought this up and people come and go so we have to allow that right because sometimes we want to hold on right or on the flip side we push away oh we do both we do both it is a tricky balancing act as a human and the emotions and our perceptions and our, dear we say, our expectations and our assumptions that will kill you every time. Not only just relationships, but how we perceive, how, the things that we let affect us. You know, we say all the time, don't let other people dictate how you show up in the world. Well, that's a great thing to say, but that's really hard, hard. Yeah. right? Because we live in an emotional place and we live with a mind that sees the negative first that we have to override. Yeah, in that 24 hours, those big negative things, especially if you turn on the news or something big happens like this week, this past weekend for us, Mm -hmm. that 24 hours is traumatic. But where do you focus? Where do you spend your time? Where do you put your effort? Sometimes that has to be intentional. So it is about effort, right? I I think it's all about effort. You and... um, Kirsten did a show on time management while while I was in Norway, and you guys did a fabulous job of talking about time management and where do you put your time? What do you put into your 24 hours? Because some people are very, very productive in their 24 hours, and some people are not productive at all in their 24 hours. But that's my perception. That's my judgment on who is and who isn't. Good point, yeah. So it really doesn't matter what other people think, unless it's obviously your job and your boss. That kind of matters. But you know what I'm saying? In in general, how you feel about your 24 hours is what really matters. Some people are fine with accomplishing one thing a day. Some people would think that's a failure day if they only accomplished one thing. So it really is what works for you. And what do you need out of your 24 hours? When I was reviewing the show notes that we were talking about last night, it was one of the things that kind of hit me is I was talking to my wife and I said, man, I should have mowed the grass. Now, I didn't want to mow the grass. I have no desire to mow the grass. Right. But at 8.30 at night, that's when the should-haves came in. You right, know? right. As soon as the sun goes down and you don't have a light on the mower anymore. <laughs> so I right. think you're right. It is about effort. You know, I, I, I didn't want to mow the grass. I put no effort into mowing the grass. The guilt, or I guess not guilt, but whatever you would call that, of not mowing the grass... Then I, well, I should have, yeah. Right, those shoulds, shoulds, what ifs, 
Those are gonna those are gonna kill you mm-hmm. every time. We talked with Ron Bernard in the relationship show about the shoulds, and he I think he did a great job of explaining that that why that is such a worthless place to be. That actually should we think of it as in the past, but should is actually in the present. We don't put it in a context of the nope. present. It's all like, oh, well, we should have done, or they should have done. Yeah. Or when people, other people think we should be doing things, those are setting people up, yourself and others, for failure every time. Okay. Because if you should have done it, or you should be doing it, you would be doing it, or you would have done it. Right, and that's exactly the way I felt when, especially mowing yeah. the grass. I mean... Not in this grand scheme, but, you know, you yeah. feel a little bit of like a failure. It's like, man, I should have done that. I've already put myself down. I had no desire to do it. Didn't want to do it, but right. I should have. Now I feel bad about me. <laughs> and we, how many times do we do that? You were very conscious of that. But how many times do we do that every day of things that we're not conscious of? Oh, absolutely. That are not right there on the tip that we feel bad about, that we should have, or we what if or what will be's. And we get stuck there, and then we lose that moment. We lose that minute. We lose that hour. We lose that day. And you can't get that back. We all do it. It's about seeing those things, waking up sooner, and moving through it. Because, I mean, there were probably uh, a thousand opportunities for you to cut cut your grass. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That moment just passed. You know, sometimes those moments passing are good things because we, we can cause a lot of damage in a minute sometimes. <laughs> but when it's something that we are going to regret or something that we needed to say yes to, that, that gets tricky. And that's really hard. And those are, those are all, you know, specific for anybody. Everybody's different. It's very subjective. Well, speaking of the things that we should put effort in in our 24 hours, I guess it kind of comes down to who we spend that 24 hours with, right? Oh, I think yeah. so. We talk about that all the time, though. Those six people... Yeah, who we spend those hours with are those people that we say yes to. Oh, and good point. some people we need to say no to. Some things we need to say no to that are just not good for us, number one, or that take away from our yeses, that take away from our time. So many people overwork. We leave 35% of our benefits package, our vacation time as Americans on the table every year that we don't go spend with our kids, that we don't go spend with our spouse, Mm -hmm. that we don't go visit our mom or our dad or whatever. Those are moments you can't get back. Right. So you, when we even have an opportunity, when it's given to us as a privilege for free, right? You get however many hours of vacation and you leave 35% of that on the table that you don't use. And again, I understand people, <laughs> I do, that the majority, the number one reason why people don't take their vacation is because they worry about that there's so much that they're going to have to do when they get back because really? we're so overworked and we're, the productivity factors are so in that, yeah, people, a lot of people don't take their vacation just because it's easier just to stay in work than it is to deal with all of the stuff if I don't work for a week. I get that. You got to let that go. You've got to take your time. It, it's you. You got to rejuvenate yourself. Look at the Scandinavian countries. They get eight weeks vacation. It's mandatory that they take their vacation, and they're the happiest countries in the world. Always, those well, six countries are the nature, happiest. Folks, I mean. They do, and they spend the time with their family. They don't, you know, everything. And I was just having this conversation yesterday. Everything in Norway is closed on Sunday. Even most gas stations are closed on Sunday. Grocery stores are closed on Sunday. You can't get anything on Sunday. 
because that is their family time. They still have that traditional big family meal that everybody comes over to mom's or grandma's or whatever, and they have family time on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore. And then we feel disconnected and then we feel out of place. And then we don't say our yeses to the right people. We say our yes to work. We buy things to medicate ourselves to feel better. Then we have to work more. Then we don't spend the time with our family. It is a vicious cycle in this country that we do not spend the time with people that we feel connections with that we need to have connections with, and then we feel lost and alone all the time in the world because we don't have grounding. I think it, that's a very fair point. And for something that's so simple, it is so hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, I had a job that I traveled all the time, and I was constantly driving. I was constantly in my car. I felt disconnected from everybody, no matter whether I, you know, I could spend a day with somebody, and then I still was like felt disconnected because I was constantly going. And felt pressure in a job that I put too much pressure on. I mean, I look back now and nothing I did at that point matters today. (laughs) But we do. We focus way too much on things that that really don't matter in the long run. We focus on the small things that are going to end, that don't last forever. And we put so much effort into those things that we don't focus on the big things that do last forever that we need to nurture. And those are relationships and love and people and nature and those big things that do last forever is where we should put our focus. You know, obviously you've got to do your job and you've got to, got to go to work for 40 hours a week. How are you prioritizing the rest of that time? Well, I guess what I'm hearing you're saying, quite frankly, is when we're leaving the 35, 30%, whatever that is, on the table, when we're in all about what's going to happen, we're really talking about fear here, right? Oh, it's all for revolves around fear, right? Fear that you're not going to be able to pay for this. Fear that you're not going to get that connection back with that person that you've lost. But it, it does revolve around all those things that, that we fear. Some are legit, right? If you, if you decide you don't want to go to work anymore, you're going to lose your job. And, and you can't pay your house payment. And maybe you're going to lose your house. The odds that if you take your vacation day that you're going to live under a bridge six months from now is not realistic. Right. But don't we go there? Maybe not literally, but we go there in fear. We go there in, uh, especially with relationships. Is this going to work? Is, um, you know, what is it going to be five years from now? And I know I get caught in that in so many areas of my life. What what do I need to do that's going to get me to where I need to go a month from now or a year from now that I completely lose? What do I need to focus on today? Today. Right. And that that's the culture that we live in. We it breeds that right. Mm -hmm. It breeds past and future it doesn't breed living in the present and i think that's a fair assessment i really do i think that that feeling of unworthiness really does take hold of us well when you lose today after today after today after today and so many people are losing today after today after today after Mm -hmm. today over and over again i think it breeds to not feeling worthy because a lot of times you don't have connections with those people that ground you And just like we talked about with my fence, I come up with these reasons as to why. Because we all say things, right? To to kind of help us... Feel better. Feel better, right. (laughs) Right. And I know you came up with some of the things that is just common that we all say. And you know, folks, you're going to listen to these and like, man, I said that three times today. (laughs) Right. Again, yeah. Some things like... um... Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I said that. <laughs> yeah, about, about your grass. There you go. Right. 
Uh, we never appreciate something till it's gone. Mm -hmm. The road to hell is paid with great intentions. Tomorrow never comes. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to learn anything because ignorance is bliss. Right? <laughs> Time passes. Loss inevitable. And we say these things, and I got to tell you, especially like loss is inevitable, you know, and nothing lasts forever. And I find it interesting that people give you these phrases, especially when you're in that rut or, and I, I've never I don't understood. think that's helpful. I don't. I, I'm with you on that one. I don't think that that's helpful. But I just, all when, these when, things. When somebody says something like to you and then you put your head down and say, yeah, yeah, not good. <laughs> don't say that to people. Yeah. It's like, be there for them. But you know what? Keep the uh, catchphrases. <laughs> well, come up with some better ones, I think. But we've all said it. We've all lived in that place. Right. Uh, we've all been there. We've all stayed there too long. Uh, we've we've all helped other people stay there too long. Right. And, you know, our assumptions and our shoulds for them, that then we just make them feel worse. Uh, again, we don't have bad intentions. No. But the effect is the same well and i think that it kind of just it, it sloughs it off right it, it doesn't become our stuff and yeah. it, does, it really comes down to what do we want to take responsibility for right that's true if we live in that childhood belief that everything takes care of itself then we fail to take responsibility for all those things that we need to have responsibility for those things that we've been blessed with whether mm -hmm. you know whether it be cutting our grass or nurturing a relationship with our kids or nurturing a relationship with our spouse or, or whatever when we just stay in a place of well it's just all going to work out itself you know god's just going to take care of it and i'm not slamming on that but no. my belief in that and which is different than other people so we're not trying to be offensive if you're a person that believes that god's just going to take care of it god gave us an arm and legs to take care of our own stuff right so we need to have responsibility for those things that we need to take care of. So and I hope I didn't offend anybody. But. No, but I mean, I think that that's absolutely true. I, and I don't know if this is a biblical verse or anything like that, but we have to be good stewards over what's came to us, right? So I, I think that you're absolutely right. We do have to take responsibility, like for me, in cutting the grass. It, because I have a house, I should be thankful for that and thankful for the idea of being able to cut my grass because how many people would say oh i'd just love to cut a grass in my own house so i you're absolutely right i think that we do need to take more responsibility and not try to slough off on the things that we don't want to do and we believe that it'll all work out on its own to answer your question there's there's a lot of biblical references specifically or subjectively, that do talk about being a good steward. Oh, okay. But you, you See, do have, I'm good, folks. <laughs> you do have to be aware of what you're doing, right? And we live so much in the past and, what well, we should have cut our grass today. Or we live so much in the future of what's well, going to rain tomorrow. Now I'm kind of, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm out. I'm in a bad spot. It's going to rain tonight. It's going to rain tomorrow. Now um, I got something I have to do on Thursday. Now it's going to be on Friday before I can cut my grass. And then, oh my goodness, right. I should. Then, then you be beat yourself. Yeah, then you're going to beat yourself up because again, you should have done that mm. and all those things. But we've really got to be aware of again. Back to the not to start hounding on the 24 hours, but, but it is a it's a passage hours. of time, right? We we let opportunities go rather than seizing the moments. That may seem so trivial when we're talking about cutting your grass. When you didn't cut your grass today because you spent four hours on YouTube. And I did. <laughs> there you go. Then, you know, when three days from now comes, when you can finally cut your grass, it's going to take twice as long. Um, maybe you're going to have to say no to something you should say yes to because now you got to cut your grass. Mm -hmm. 
again, we all do these things. People sure do, all yeah. do, but we have to be aware. It's awareness. It's not necessarily, and you can sit on YouTube and if you're on YouTube for four hours and you're aware you need to cut your grass and you just don't want to, because I just, for my self care, I just need to spend four hours on YouTube <laughs> veg and just out. veg out and I'll just do the grass on Friday and I know that, and I'm just going to commit to that, and I'm going to let the grass go today. Mm-hmm. That is completely different. You are completely aware of making that choice. That's being responsible. But what we a lot of us don't do that because, like, again, oh, most of us don't do that. right. <laughs> I did, I should have, and then the negativity starts to set in, and that's what we're talking about when you do get into that should and would and could have. We're yep. really talking about that negativity that starts to creep its little self in there. Well, and as we said so many times that it's called negative impact, and the brain sees a negative first, so you're going to automatic, which is meant to keep us alive back in the caveman days, mm-hmm. and it's not needed as much anymore. It's still needed because we still live in a dangerous place, i.e. the Obviously. whole show we're talking about today, for survival and protection. Whether you cut your grass today is not about surviving to Friday. Right. How many of those things do we get way too worked up about that it becomes life and death oh sure you know i mean the wife comes home and she's mad because you said you'd do it and then you didn't do it and now she can't trust you because you said you'd do it now you can't go on to the fair on friday because now you got to cut the grass and see it's all because you're on youtube yep that gets way (laughs) out of control really does it really matter right does it really matter so many of those things that really don't matter again these small things that are not going to last forever we put all of our focus rather than the larger things that do last forever that should have our focus. Again, should, should have our focus. Right. That was a bad choice of words. And we and then we just get caught up in that little bitty thing that really doesn't matter. Because what if you don't cut it on Friday? Yeah, what if you don't? What if you don't? If you go to the fair, don't cut it on Friday. It's going to be Saturday and you need a goat or a horse because it's so high. But it, does it really matter? No, because in no. wintertime, it'll die. Exa- so, yeah. Exactly. But I, I think that's a fair point. I think people really need to hear that again and again and again. Stop focusing your attention on small things that will pass. Focus the things that are big. Love. Relationships, things like this. I think that that's what we are trying to say, and we're trying to give you these insights of what these things are. These small things, right? These negative right. things. Well, and these insights are coming because I've had a bad two days, right? Right. So I've lived in this this whole show over the last couple of days of being stuck in. Oh, what a terrible place we live in. What, right. Pay, people are horrible. Yeah, that's not true. So you've taken that's... two of your 24 hours yeah. and really just been immersed in this. And it took doing this. This is multiple times I've done shows on stuff that I'm really struggling with. And doing this show has really helped me to focus on, yeah, that was a moment. And even in mass shootings, uh, you have one person doing something absolutely horrible. And you have tons of people running in trying to help. There is far more good in the people that are risking their lives to help other people than one person that's a coward standing with an AK-47. I agree with you. I, but it's I think hard. It is very it's hard. hard. It is very upsetting. And we do not want to diminish the impact that this has on anybody's lives, especially mine. I mean, it's very upsetting to hear that this has happened because we can make a change in that 24 hours. We can make right. the effort, right? 
Well, it really comes down to change. That's that really is this whole doesn't last forever means it's going to change. And change, as Mary Provolona said, change means you're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. So we want to hold on to what's not working, whether it be a value or a belief right. or a person or whatever it is. Ten pounds. We want to hold on to that because we know it. We're comfortable with it rather than evolving like we're quote unquote supposed to, right? If you will, you know, um, to make things better. It, it really is only when we see ourselves within those limitations that we really can become aware of the value of time or the value of those relationships. Anything that we're going to see the limitation of, you know, you've been married 21 years, right? If you didn't put the effort into your wife, you she would not be your wife right now. Right, right. right. At some point, you had to make choices. And vice versa. Right, exactly. You've had to make choices to put your wife first. Mm-hmm. You've had to make choices to do things you didn't want to do. You've had to make choices to spend time with her that you would have probably rather been someplace else. Oh, sure. You know, those are... Any baby shower, I promise you. (laughs) There you go. But those are just things that subconsciously we understand that if we don't do that, then this relationship is going to be limited. And we don't want it to be limited. So we value the time. We value the effort, even if it's what we don't want to do. Again, it, that, that just is. But when we beca- can become aware, consciously aware of why we're doing that, because I'm sure when you went to the 10th baby shower, you weren't consciously aware of, you know, I hate this. It's, it's, I'd much rather be cutting my grass <laughs> that I hate to do <laughs> than sitting at this baby shower. But this is important to her. And I understand that. And I need to put in the effort. Those are not conscious things. No. We just, you just naturally evolve into those things because subconsciously we understand that if we don't put an effort into something, you know, you're not going to go run a marathon if you don't put the effort into running every day. We get that. We don't get the relationship part as easily. No. And I do think that you're absolutely right. I think that one of the things that we do as human beings is we do put that negative self, you know, destructive stuff in our you know in our relationships because i want you to do this and i think that 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 does happen an awful lot especially with people because you take that fear and you put it inside of a relationship and you don't put any effort on your side so yeah i think you're absolutely right and then i think the flip side of that is some people spend way too much time on other people and other things Mm -hmm. than they do nurturing themselves and because we have to do those self-care things too so I think some people don't put the effort into what they need to put the effort into, and some people put way too much effort into other things rather than in themselves. It really is a balance, right, of taking care of yourself and taking other people. I did a search, and I was looking up and researching, what are some of the questions that we can ask ourselves to gain the self-awareness? Okay. Because, you I know, think as, that's fair. as Dr. O'Mara said, you can't force self-awareness, but you can seek it out. You can ask questions to find it. So I was like, what questions could we ask? So here you go, folks. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself right. to start getting that self-awareness, right? Exactly. Okay. The first one is, what is working that I need to foster and put time and effort into? I think you should ask that question all the time. Do we? I, I don't. don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I hope I will now on, you know, some days when I'm just sitting and, you know, drinking my Red Bull in the morning or whatever. I can think of, okay, what's really working in my life? that I need to continue to put effort into because all that I think about a lot of times in the morning is what's not working that I need to fix today. Very good point. I do the same a lot of times. We need to flip that. 
sometimes put some effort into what is working that I need to prioritize today as equally or more than those things in my life that are not working that I need to fix. So that comes right back to the law of attraction. If you're waking up thinking about the 20 things that are not working in your life, that's all you're going to focus your attention on, right? That's you know? right. <laughs> well, and that's what's happening. And that's what we do. Again, it comes back to the negative impact. The brain is designed that mm -hmm. way. And until we actually reprogram the mind, then that's what we're going to get. But so challenge you before you go to bed, the middle of the day, lunch, when you're sometime by yourself, focus on for a minute, for five minutes, whatever, what is really good in my life? What do I need to prioritize today to keep good? Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of that's going to come back to relationships, I think, because mm -hmm. those are the things that we neglect. So think about that question. What is working that I need to foster and put more time and effort into? The next is what is not working that I need to make changes before change is made to me. That's a okay. fair question. So again, law of attraction, we don't want to focus on what's not working. Right. So you're not focusing on the not working part. If you see the train coming, what do I need to do to cut this off at the pass now before it becomes a big disaster a month from now or a year from now? Again, it could be relationships. You're not spending enough time mm -hmm. in your relationship. You're investing in relationships. But what do I need to do now to avoid or something, you know, that's that, that I don't want happening in the future. Well, and I think that the when we're talking about this one, what's not working? I think that you can take that in the context as whether you need to pivot or get rid of. Because it's like, you know, it's not working. I'm not really great in math. Well, you may just not be really great in math. That doesn't mean that you need to buckle down and take 37 courses on it. Right. If you hate it, you hate it. Right, But exactly. I think that taking a moment and taking inventory of the things that are not working may give you some insight on what should be working. And now granted, this is much easier than the taking the inventory of the things that are working. Right. And you, we need to, again, stress that we need to equally do that. And mm -hmm. that's something we don't necessarily do, but that's true. Cause it gets back to the next one of be not afraid of moving slowly, be afraid of standing still. Yeah. Because the wind's going to knock you over mm -hmm. if you're standing still. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, if you don't, it, because when we're saying moving, we're saying growing, right? right? Being adaptable. I was in Thailand after the tsunami, and that was one thing that was uh, very clear. Everything, building structures, everything had just been ripped apart and was just gone. Right? There's foundations and bathrooms. The buildings were gone. But all the palm trees that were in the properties of the resorts were all standing still because palm trees are very... Flexible, Flexible. Yeah. And so the more you can be flexible, the more you can be adaptable, the easier these questions answers are going to be. And that's um, what you're really talking about when you're, you're Thailand is like how to build things that are more adaptable, right? How you can sway, bend, move with the season, if right, you will. Right, exactly. I think one of the best quotes I found was Roseanne Cash said, the key to change is to let go of the fear. Yeah, I think you so have too. To, oh, because that'll hold change, you down. If you're not going to implement the change and the change is going to happen to you, it's much better that you can control the change and be adaptable through the change than it is to resist it and have it beat you upside the head with a two by four. Right. And fear is an anchor. I mean, it really yeah. is. It is a boat anchor. It'll keep you right where you are at. <laughs> One of the quotes that I ran into that really resonated with me was a Ruth Waters quote. And it goes, nothing lasts forever. Nothing stays the same. The person I was yesterday is surely gone today. That's why I take a picture and keep it in my drawer so I may take a peep at the ghost of who I was before. <laughs> I thought that That's was great. really good. I, right. I do because 
this whole concept of nothing lasts forever revolves around change. Right. And that concept. I came across four things that it talked about of how we can best deal with change in this context of nothing lasts forever. The first was to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You're six people. You know, right. if you're at work, whatever, ask your boss, ask your colleagues, ask your friends. Know when you need help. We are not an island. Right. And I think that for folks out there, I promise you this. If it's in earnest, people are so willing to help you. Because people love sharing their knowledge. They do. And so if you are genuine and you're asking, people will be more than happy to give. I agree. There's far more good out there than bad. Right. And if and if you somebody is not willing to help you, ask the second person, ask the third person. It doesn't matter whether it's directions, help with your job, whatever it takes, you know, help moving your furniture. I don't know. Help cutting your grass. Right. If you're you're out there. Your neighbor, right? (laughs) Whatever it takes, just we've got to ask. We got to ask. We got to ask because a lot of people, we did a whole part of a show. I don't remember which one it was on that people are not going to just naturally just show up at the door and say, can I cut your grass? But if you ask them, most people are going to be willing to help you. Absolutely. So number two, reframe your perspective. Yeah, because everything is about perspective. It is, 100%. Everything is about perspective. Whether you hate or love, it is your perspective of what's going on around you. Whether it was right, whether it was wrong, it doesn't matter. It's all a matter of perspective, and your perspective could be completely different than somebody else. Yep, yep, and it's all point of view. So reframe it. Be able to adapt it. Maybe grow a little bit. And I think that people really, and you could stop me, but... I think people get so polarized in what their thinkings are yep. and their beliefs that then they can't refrain. They have no wiggle room. They have no nope. wiggle room. And then they fight to the death. This is the hill I'm going to die on. And everybody around them is like, what are you doing? Right. You know, does it really matter? Is it really a little thing or is it something that's going to last forever? Uh, and I promise you... Almost everything that you're worried about of those things is not going to last forever. Absolutely. It's not going to matter six months from now. Very few things are going to matter six months from now. So changing your perspective or at least listening to other people's perspective, even if you don't change your own. I think is uh, not going to hurt beneficial. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only going to benefit you because let's just say you're sitting over there and you're listening in at whatever or symposium of things that you totally disagree with. At least you are taking the opportunity to advance your knowledge on the other side. Gives you choices. And choices are are the way that we move through our life and become adaptable is having more choices. Then you can choose. When you have one perspective, you are stuck in it. Mm -hmm. You have no choices. And then we feel alienated and we go back to this whole part of the show that we feel disconnected. And that's never going to work in your favor. Never. Choices are good. Uh, The next is look for the positives. Kind of what we talked about. Nurture the things that are good in your life. We do not do that enough. None of us nurture the things that are good in our life enough. We don't focus on the positives enough. I absolutely 100% agree, especially when you talk to people and they're sitting over there. It's like, you know, this is good, but. Right, exactly. but. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Take the butts out. And that comes into the fourth of living in the moment. You There's not a but you. in the moment. Right. There is a good, there is a wonderful, there is a, this feels good. I care about this. I love this person. I enjoy my walk. I love looking at the trees. Whatever it is, it's in the moment. 
But the thing is, is that when we don't live in the moment, we lose the moment. Don't lose. We can't lose the moment because that's all you got. All you got's right now, and it's gone a moment from now. That's right. And so, yeah, so that's what we're kind of talking about in this show. Nothing lasts forever, folks. Take yeah. this, try to apply a lot of these things. I know I will, especially when it comes to mowing the grass. But <laughs> I, I think that if we do put some effort in that 24 hours, we'll be amazed at the positive things that we can change, right? Exactly. Exactly. Again, I think for me, the biggest thing of doing this show was coming up with that one question that said, Focus on the things that you need to put your effort in that are good. Nurture the things that are good rather than focusing so much on the things that aren't. Biggest thing for me in the show. So I hope that was good for other people or that we threw out something that made a difference for someone. At least made you think. Because I feel better today after doing this. So I hope other people do too. Well, Christy, do you have a final thought for us today? Well, one thing that doesn't last forever is success, right? You're going to fail. Failure means you're living, you're doing something to fail. You're moving, you're not standing still. You know, we have to find a place that we're adaptable. A place that we know that the wind could potentially blow us away from, but we know how to get back. Because disappointment happens to everyone. Loss happens to everyone. Tragedy, however you define it, happens to everyone. And life isn't fair. You know, I personally, I've had a bad week. I've gotten blown off my center. Uh, That's why we're doing the show. I also remember that symbolism matters. For me, these key concepts, these phrases, these, uh, we did a whole show on the rising of the phoenix, pulling out my phoenix pictures. Those symbols, symbols that matter to you are really important helping you get through kind of these moments and keeping you in the moment to know that it's a little thing, not a big thing, and this too shall pass. Because you have to pay attention to your environment. You have to pay attention to your moment, right? You have to be able to find some kind of encouragement. It's funny because this week I've seen tons of butterflies in my walks, Mm. which are great symbols, symbols of transformation, symbols of moving forward. I have been aware that I am in a bad place and that bad place, the universe has brought me butterflies to say, stop focusing on those things you can't control. Stop focusing on those negative things. I have a promise to you. I'm showing you through a butterfly that life is transformation that nothing lasts forever, and that this too shall pass. Those are really important things for me. So find those things that help you through. Find those things that help you be able to sit and say, what are the positives that I need to focus on? Because we get so caught up in the negatives that we even fail to have time or effort into seeing what are the things that I need to nurture because I don't want to lose this because everything is limited. What do I want to focus that I want to make limitless? Whether, you know, any of those relationships, any of those things, that time, whatever, wherever you spend your 24 hours, focus on those things that are good that you need to nurture. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.